now they're they're building out this infrastructure in space, which is really quite brilliant because you know it can't be enforced. Um, and and I can get into the space laws a little bit later, but it's the perfect offshore haven for them. So what they're doing is they're building uh, data centers, right? They need space-based data centers because they're saying that it's uh, better for there's less energy usage, there's no vibration, it's a cooler environment. And so uh, quantum computing is ideal for this. And they say that neural network computing and financial data centers will require this high processing capacity. We know that if they create this whole digital currency system, which, you know, they're well on their way. In fact, they already have the infrastructure locked in and we don't even need the CBDCs to carry out the full surveillance agenda and, you know, social score system. If you've been paying attention, you know the global economy is transforming. The BRICS nations want to see the end of the dollar reserve currency, and many countries are joining their effort. The Western banking system is the most fragile it's been since 2008. The highly respected Weiss Research Group accurately provided advance warning on which banks are going to fail with 99.3% accuracy after the 2008 crisis. They are now predicting that a whopping 4,243 banks are vulnerable to failure, and 1,210 of those banks face imminent failure. When this situation comes to pass, it will dwarf the 2008 banking crisis. The only asset that has historically weathered a storm this severe has been precious metals. It has never been a better time to buy gold and silver to protect your family. Contact Miles Franklin at info at milesfranklin.com. Tell them Sarah sent me and you will get the best service and the best prices on gold and silver in the country. That is a guarantee from them to me. Remember, info at milesfranklin.com. Tell them Sarah sent me. Do this now to protect your assets and the ones you love. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. I have the great Corey Lynn joining the program, independent journalist. She's just an amazing, she's a good friend of mine and she's amazing at what she does. She has a new report that's come out that is talking about all the activities that are going on in space and how they're using space as the control grid. I had Alana Freeland on last week and she talked about the space friends and other things that different military contractors are doing in space and weather control and all, all those things. But this is taking it to what what Corey is doing is taking it even further and talking about how their their agenda, their whole control structure, even financial control structure, they're going to be using space as their tool for doing that. And we talk about why they're doing that and how that gives them the ability to do it and not be accountable to anyone. That's the problem I have is these nefarious characters. So much of this can be used for good and they're using it to control people versus for what's good. And the cover for all this is are things that we need. And then 90% of what they do are nefarious activities with 10% as their cover. And that's why the sheeple, if you will, all of these, these useful idiots everywhere are can be easily manipulated into being their army to get this out there for them. And they just don't realize what it is that they're helping people do, you know, what th their army are legitimately useful idiots. 
<laughs> and those useful idiots are a problem because they don't understand. I mean, we're coming to the point where they really are a problem. They pointed us being concert, conspiracy theorists and all these things. Well, the useful idiots who point at me to being a conspiracy theorist, they're a problem because they need to get educated so that they don't, they stop helping them create this slavery grid control system that they're putting in place. We just need these people to wake up. We really do. That's why we're doing so many of these shows is to have so people can become aware. I know it's daunting for a lot of you that feel like you can't do anything, but we got to understand that our, our thoughts make a difference. What our consciousness is creates reality. And so the fact that you know, and you say, heck with this, I am not going to comply. That matters. But beyond that, there are so many people out there that do have the ability to make a difference. They're cogs in this wheel and they can alter the outcome. But it's so important that we get to everybody and that they understand what it is that they're part of. A lot of these people who are in the system have no idea what they're part of. And so we need them to understand. And again, a lot of this stuff that they're doing isn't doesn't come across as nefarious because it's good. Technology is a double-edged sword. There are a lot of positive things that come from technology. And so we just need to gear it towards the positive and have, have safeguards in place so that they aren't using it against us. Okay, so all that being said, I want to remind you about the Freedom Buying Club. We're going to talk about that at the end as well, because Corey's the one that got me involved in the Freedom Buying Club. And I got to tell you, the products that they have, everything is American-made. It's clean. It can replace the stuff that you get at the big box stores, but it's clean. It's non-toxic. They have everyday supplies. They have something that, that can detoxify your entire house. I love the meat because the meat's been aged for 21 days and it's really clean, no antibiotics. It's pasture raised in the United States. So I love that stuff. The prices are attainable for the same quality. You pay less for, for, I don't know about every product, but I know for the meat you do, I have charts. I'm going to put the chart up right now. You pay less for the same quality meat with the freedom buying club, other products. It's just hard. Some of the stuff you can't even get elsewhere. Their products are superior. And then the things that are comparable, it's pretty comparable in pricing uh, for those items or less expensive for that quality. So please check it out, freedombuyingclub.com. Okay, let's get into my show with the great Corey Lynn. Hi, Corey. Welcome back to the program. Hey, Sarah. How are you doing? I am good. We got one of our fan favorites back. You are an amazing journalist, but you the reason what makes you good is that you dive into things. You actually get to the bottom of things and look at source documents and think broadly. I mean, some of these journalists, I don't even you put there probably needs to be a new name for people who actually do investigative <laughs> journalism because the regular journalist journalists do nothing. I mean, there's a few, but very few. So, okay, that being said, um, people who watch the show know what I think about so many of these professions that are just like bodies. <laughs> They're just like, I don't know what they are. Okay, so what is going on in space? You just did a huge report about space and the control structure in space. Talk about it from a big picture, like what's going on? And there's a lot of activity. There is. There is a mountain of information. Uh, yeah, this particular report is 40 pages long, so it's really hard to nutshell. But the gist of it is 
they're building out infrastructure. And I want to preface this when I say in space, low earth orbit. So for everyone that's going to say, well, we haven't been to the moon and we're not going to colonize Mars. I concur. This isn't about that. This is like low earth orbit. We're talking satellites and uh, infrastructure that they're building that incorporates data systems, internet, internet for military. You've got fleet of military satellites. You've got the regular Starlink internet satellites that I shouldn't say the word regular because there's so much more than that. We've got solar systems, uh, blockchain, space fence, which is a surveillance system. Uh, you got weaponry, you got space laws, which is a joke. And then you've got the whole digital currency infrastructure. They are trying to roll into this. Why? Because when it's off planet, I mean, talk about offshore. What better place to move money? Yeah, because I know that when with the internet, I've had a lot of uh, done a lot of shows on how they can steal data when you're they're not supposed to be able to use our data in this country. So what they do is they route the data on the networks through another country and then back. And while it's being routed out of the country, they can steal it all they want while it's routed out and then it comes back. So they have all these workarounds to be able to get to all of our data. And as long as their data stays in the country, they can't steal it technically, although we know they are NSA and all that. <laughs> but if it routes outside the data, that's when they take or outside the country, that's when they're stealing it. It's their workaround. So this is the ultimate workaround. Yeah, this is crazy. I, you know, I started, I've been making mental notes on what's going on in space because they've been trying to glamorize it again and trying to really Hollywood it up and get people, you know, we're going to turn citizens into private astronauts and you're going to go to the moon and we're going to, we're going to colonize Mars together. And it's going to be like vacations and we're going to do space elevators and all this ridiculous, absurd stuff to keep people cheering for it and distracted as to what they're really building there. So I started noting um, some of the stuff that was going on. And then once I saw blockchain, I'm like, all right, now it's time for me to dive in and start connecting the dots to see what's really going on. And I was I was quite floored by, I mean, that's why I cited over 160 pieces of evidence in this because it's just, I've read through a lot of dense information. I'm not gonna lie, this is a dense report, which is why I'm doing a lot of interviews on it because I know a lot of people aren't gonna wanna read it, but you have to read it because there's so much important information in here that I can't possibly cover in an hour. Well, that's the whole point is to get, is to introduce somebody to, or people to a topic and then they can go out and dive into it themselves and mm -hmm. your website, they can dive into so many of these topics, but this one is, I mean, I've had Alana Freeland on, which I know, you know who she is. I've had like Kent Lewis talk about what they're doing with digitizing and tokenizing all everything on the blockchain and how they want to control, you know, Corey, um, Oh, come on, Sarah. Rosa Corey, she's amazing. Rosa Corey, she unfortunately, we lost her at the beginning of COVID, but she was yeah. the one talking about how they want to track us and control absolutely everything. I think she right. was taken out because she knew too much. But this is what you're uncovering and how they want to use it in from a space standpoint. How, 
you know, I when I think of this, I think of Star Wars as being the, you know, the Reagan initiative called Star Wars being kind of the where they really started funding this stuff. I'm not sure. It must go back to that because that's when they were putting in a ton of money. And I had a friend who at the beginning of COVID, he was talking about just it was weird because he was I never I didn't see him this way. And he didn't believe anything with COVID, right? Nothing. And this is when all of us were just trying to figure out what was going on. And right away, he was the first person I ran into before journalists, before anybody. And I was one of the first ones talking about how COVID was a sham. But he was like, it's a sham. I'm like, well, how do you, how do you know that? And he worked in the military. This is why he believes it was a sham because he worked on Star Wars back in the day in the military. And he was, after I was done working on that, well, they closed down some of those projects. And and then they, the media said it didn't exist. And then the official documentation said it didn't exist. And I was actually working on this project that they said didn't exist. And it was all conspiracy theory and bunk. He was, that changed my whole worldview of everything after that. And I so, bet. yeah. And so I think he, what he was working on and what that was, was the precursor to a lot of this. And that um, they just have been hiding it since then. I I, I would imagine. You know, kind of like Catherine yeah. Austin, Austin Fitz talks about the secret space program. Yeah, this has been in the works for a long time. And I actually did speak with Elena Freeland on this and uh, quoted her uh, in some of our discussion in this report under the uh, surveillance and weaponry section. So, because she's a wealth of knowledge when it comes to space fence and all of that going on. So the way I structured this is I started it out with uh, brush strokes and statistics because there's important dates that people need to be aware of. And then there's certain stats they need to be aware of. So I'm not gonna get into all of them, but I do wanna give you a few. Uh, there's about 26 points I make in here. So first, Morgan Stanley space team estimates, yes, they have a space team, it gets better. They estimate that the 350 billion global space industry will reach over 1 trillion by 2040. And I'm gonna tell you, it's gonna be a lot more than that. I mean, just from the research I've done, it's gonna be way more than that. Then they state that, uh, not them specifically, but the stats on cell phone, on mobile users, which you and I know are the weapon of choice, that they have 6.4, billion mobile phone users as of 2022 and they want to get that up to 7.7 7 by 2028 now they recently went because i go in every now and then and check global population there's just i don't know i'm weird there's certain things i go in and check on updates to see what's changing so allegedly we're at 8 billion population even though we seem to be having all these sudden deaths and so the point is you've got 85 percent of people that are using mobile phones today are currently utilizing social media as well. And we know that they're incorporating, which Elon Musk really wants to do badly, the whole you know financial structure and payments through the social media. And, and, and we can get into that a little bit later when it comes to the financial stuff. Another point I wanna make is, it's like I said in my book a few years back, on the global landscape on vaccine ID passports, how they you can see in their white papers, what they're doing is they're incentivizing banks to push the QR codes and biometrics. And so that's where, it, and that's in addition to the marketing we see going on with QR codes, that's just to get everyone into the trend and on board with it. So 
for stats on that, just in the fourth quarter of 2019, China used the QR code, you know, swipe to pay method, and it reached 1.3 trillion in, that's in US dollars, just in the fourth quarter. So, so this is what we're wanting to do here and everywhere. And in Deloitte's white paper, and, and I, I put a lot of their stats in the report, but one of them that's key is they're saying that just in a few short years, 3 billion global consumers are expected to make 1 trillion of purchases using biometric payments. Mm. So make no mistake about it. This is, that's the whole scope of how they're going to use the cell phones and how they want to connect it all. Like we've been saying for a long time, and now they're, they're building out this infrastructure in space, which is really quite brilliant because, you know, it can't be enforced. Um, and, and I can get into the space laws a little bit later, but it's the perfect offshore haven for them. So what they're doing is they're building uh, data centers, right? They need space-based data centers because they're saying that it's uh, better for there's less energy usage, there's no vibration, it's a cooler environment. And so uh, quantum computing is ideal for this. And they say that neural network computing and financial data centers will require this high processing capacity. We know that if they create this whole digital currency system, which, you know, they're well on their way. In fact, they already have the infrastructure locked in and we don't even need the CBDCs to carry out the full surveillance agenda and, you know, social score system. But they, uh, in order to do that, it's going to require an awful lot of power. And so they want to start building space-based solar systems. And this actually goes back to the 70s. NASA was talking about this back then, about doing that to replace fossil fuels. And Russia also was talking about it decades ago. And they say that- replace fossil fuels? Hmm? How would that replace fossil fuels? Well, so this is what they're saying. And I should have sent you a link to this. Because the Financial Times recently did, um, after I published my report, they came out with this article on solar systems in space. And it's funny how that works. Several things came out right after I published. Uh, and, and they show this whole diagram. And so the idea is we're going to build this space-based solar system, a structure that can draw energy from the sun 24-7, which they claim is going to give them 10 times more energy than if they were to have like a earth-based solar system or so then what they want to actually kind of makes sense i mean me all that stuff makes sense you know and it makes sense to do it in space from literally from a pure technology standpoint it makes sense what they're doing yeah because in space is a better climate because of the heat and you know because i've worked in in these environments and so right. they're right about that. And they're also right about being able to pull energy and get free energy from the sun and from plasma. They can get plasma, get energy from plasma, which mm-hmm. is free energy. They already know how to do all that. But uh, so they, it makes sense to do it. The problem is these guys are so nefarious that the last thing we want is for them to have this power. Right. Well, so what they want to do, though, then is so so you have 
the structure in space, right, that's mm -hmm. going to power the satellites out there because they all operate off of solar panels and lithium batteries. Yep. Are you tired of supporting globalist agendas with your hard-earned money? Sick of the impersonal big box store experience? Concerned about the safety of everyday products you use at home? Look no further. The Freedom Buying Club is here to revolutionize the way you shop and live. Say goodbye to questionable ingredients and harmful chemicals. They provide a carefully curated selection of safe and non-toxic everyday products from fluoride-free toothpaste to safe cleaning supplies. Your health and well-being matter. And my new favorite is their all-natural beef selection. Taste the difference with their premium all-natural beef. Their commitment to quality means you savor every bite with confidence. No hormones, no antibiotics, just pure delicious goodness. And the best part is it's delivered right to your door. Enjoy the convenience of doorstep delivery. No more endless aisles or crowded checkout lines. They bring your selection straight to your home, saving you time and hassle. Join the Freedom Buying Club today and embrace a new era of shopping where you have the power to make choices that align with your values. Take control of your purchases, support local businesses, and prioritize your well-being. Your gateway to independence is just one click away. So I urge you to go to their website at freedombuyingclub.com and you can start your independence today. So that's going to generate power for them. But then with microwaves, okay, they want to beam this energy down to earth. Don't ask me what happens with the birds and the planes. And then on the ground, it's got some sort of receiver, you know, that would then receive that energy and power that, that town, you know? And so you've got wow. multiple countries working I didn't on hear this. about that before. Yeah. The U.S., the U.K., European Space Agency, China, Britain and Saudi Arabia, Australia, Japan, Russia, India. They don't need that, all though. On this. I think that might be part of a front, though, because they don't need to beam energy from the lower orbit that comes from the sun. They can get plasma energy. They can do other things. Maybe they're just incompetent. And this is, there's always something nefarious behind it. When there's alternative solutions that are just as good, if not better, and they go after this one, cover you story, know there's, it's a cover story. Right, is, is the beaming it down for the whole climate hoax in order to get more energy here. But in reality, I believe they want it in low earth orbit for powering the satellites and everything else that they're doing. Yeah, it's for so, something, yes. It's a for cover, the data, yes. For the data centers and everything. So that Absolutely, yeah. they can roll the blockchain and digital currency through that because it, it needs an enormous amount of power to, to operate. So, so yeah, so we call on that because that's, that's what I believe, that it's just, it's cover it's story cover. for it. Yeah, well, just that climate. Now, so much of this is, I, I know you, you wrote about this, so much of what they're doing, another cover is climate. Climate's being used as a cover for so much of these activities, mm -hmm. the whole banker, you know, Harley Schlinger calls it the bank, the global banker dictatorship, you know, where they want to go around countries and do declare budgets for all these countries. But this is their infrastructure for doing that. And then they're using climate. And mm -hmm. we have a new building here. I wanted to bring this up because I just heard about that this morning or yesterday morning. I don't know, time flies. And mm -hmm. there's a $51 million building that's being built in Minnesota. And I bet you it's happening in all these different states simply to be able to manage emergency situations if there's a climate natural emergency. Thinking, really? 
what the heck is a $51 million building to do? How often do we have some kind of climate emergency in Minnesota? I mean, maybe a few times a year when it snows a lot and you got to bring out the snow plows, but as far as a climate emergency, I mean, I don't know. What's, in, what's inside this building? And what would the building do? And, and so I don't know. I, I was thinking about it and my husband and I were talking and we're like, that's a cover for probably surveillance and other things because it makes no sense. Who would, yeah. a building doesn't solve a problem and you don't need a $51 million <laughs> building for those situations that happen rarely, but climates right. their cover. Oh yeah. Yeah. Deloitte says they're going to start incorporating carbon offset purchases and they're, they're going to embed them into purchasing decisions. So they're oh, expecting that horrible. to be a hundred billion dollar market by 2030. Corey, that's a big doctors. deal. No, I know. Corey, that the carbon offsets is how mm -hmm. they're going to use to control people. There is, I know, uh, you know what they're doing with uh, weather systems, you know, like, cause you know, they try to create rain. There's organizations or companies that create rain, they create snow, they screw with our weather. Yeah. And yeah. there are other companies who pay these companies. If you fund those companies to do that, then you get a carbon offset and you can do what you want. You fund that, you get carbon offset and they leave you alone for what you're doing. It's crazy. It's oh. absolutely crazy. I know. I was looking at different examples of it in the Deloitte white paper. It's it's ludicrous. You know, and then just in September, we had the G20 come out and they all agreed on our enslavement system for the digital public infrastructure where everything is going to be digitized. It, it's crazy. Doesn't that drive you crazy that the world powers, if you will, they're all coming together and nobody is sticking up for their own country. No, we no. we we want to be sovereign. We don't want you to control us. No, nope, sign us right up. I mean, it's it's really yeah, weird. Yeah, well, they're all owned. The government. I, I know, but it's they're owned. It's but it the, the blackmailed. It's the blackmail, but it's the sheer uh, the the sheer volume of it. That just the how deep this is, and the fact I that. Know. And the people who are fighting of it, it's kind of reminds me of Star Wars where they're fighting the, the Empire and the, the people who are against it had to, you know, the senators against it had to do it very quietly and secretly. It That's what this is like almost, the big empire coming to take everything over and the people fighting well, it have to do it, the people, senators and people in power have to do it very carefully. Yeah, it's like the last time I came on with you and we talked about my laundering with community report, you know, all these That's people right. are operating outside the law. And I just found out because uh, one of my followers over on Twitter tagged me in this, someone had pointed out that the WEF received uh, immunities and privileges in Geneva, specific to Geneva back in 2015. And I'm like, how the hell did I miss this? Because I was focused on, you know, our International Organization Immunities Act over here in the U.S. And I did pull a few examples from other countries because I wanted people to go in and start looking up the list because it's in it's in multiple countries in most countries. In fact, all 193 have agreed to U.N.'s treaties and they're covered in their treaties. It's, it's layers upon layers upon layers. And so I'm actually this weekend working on a short article on that because I want to show how that ties together and the timeline and how it, it moves the money and agendas forward. And so, you, yes, you have all these powerful, rich people 
And then you've got all these organizations and then you've got all the central banks. So you've got your entire network for the globe that operates outside the law. And now we want to build this infrastructure in space so we can keep that, the whole digital currency outside the law as well. While we have our full surveillance system up there. <laughs> and they can it's, do whatever they want with you. And and as we can tell with our political situation, there's nothing we can ever do about it. I, I That's where the sad part is. So did you find solutions to this? Like, how can we stop this and turn this around? Or at least make sure what they do is pro-human and not this tyrannical slave system? I think the same things that we've been saying over and over you know, don't comply, stop using the QR codes, use cash. All these things have a, a have a serious impact. Um, by getting the information out there and letting people know the real story behind it is really important because we see time and time again, people aren't going to be fooled the second or third time around. And so then they have to shift up their game or they have to pull back or, you know what I'm saying? So I think... Um, continuing to do what we're doing is is making an impact but as far as some brilliant solution on how to you know stop this I, no i don't i don't well and that's the question because you know i had somebody comment and i you know i feel for this person is it's like i'm so tired of she just it was an emotional outburst i think so tired yeah. of watching all these shows that are all doom and gloom and and what am I going to do? And I'm an individual person. I can't do anything. And just knowing about it almost makes it worse for me. So well, what would you say to, to somebody out, like that? She needs to go check out my 24 episode solution series that's dedicated strictly to only solutions. Everything from learning comms with ham radios to homesteading and farming to uh, privacy through technology and um safeguarding your land and wills and trusts and i mean growing food there's there's 24 different fantastic people on there so i do try to balance it out but in some cases like such as this report i mean it's just so wow overwhelming you, you have to you share know? it right i mean the the first solution is for people to be aware, right? You have to create the awareness. Right. I always say the awareness is the most important because what will happen is people in the, that can make a difference. We need to get to those people. All of us can make a difference right. by just not complying. But the people who can make, we don't know who can make a difference and who can't. And so the most important thing for us to do is to get this information out so that people in positions of power or positions of, they might not have any power, but they might be pretty powerful in their, in the work that they do in the process. They can be a cog that messes things up too. And, That's right. Yeah. And they might not think they have any power, but they're the front desk person that does. And sometimes those are the people with the most power and they don't in certain situations. And so that's why we're trying to do this. Get reach as many people as you possibly can. First, to not comply. Second, to find everybody who can be a soldier in this to stop it and to redirect it to pro-human activities. Right. And do a lot of visualization and prayer because our thoughts manifest our realities. And I will keep saying that until my last breath. So that is right. Yep. So let me just let me just tell you a little bit about the satellite situation. It's pretty crazy. So right after I published this, this article comes out. I can't even remember who put it out. How we're looking at 
pretty soon having a million satellites up there and scientists are concerned. So. And they're concerned because there's too much, right? Space junk or what? Right. And, you know, so like in the case of Starlink, I didn't look into a bunch of different ones, but in the case of Starlink, their satellites typically last about five years and then they burn out. They move into, uh, allegedly they move into low earth orbit further down as, and then they burn up. And so we have space events to surveil all that debris, which I'll get into that in a minute. But right now, according to the UN, we have nearly 12,000 up there. Uh, according to, uh, well, and Musk has about 5,000 and wants 42,000 up, you know, as soon as he can get them up. Arthur Furstenberg, who tracks the satellites, says that there's already um, approved, there's like over 400,000 that are already approved to go up and so what we have is i just want to explain starlink for a second because everyone thinks that this is just providing internet and no he like spacex partners with defense and they run um you know uh exercises oh, half yeah more than yeah. half of so. their uh business comes from government contracts yeah. So like, just as an example, in 2020, they teamed up with the Air Force uh, to link Starlink satellites with multiple armed force systems for a huge live fire exercise that included ground force submarines, ships and other space based assets to shoot down a cruise missile and a drone. And prior to that, they connected with a Lockheed Martin AC-130 gunship. So I just want people to understand that when this stuff was going down over in Ukraine and and they everyone starts screaming saying oh Elon just prevented world war 3 and you know no the pentagon had eyes on that as far as i'm concerned that was a whole pilot program going on and a whole lot of stuff we don't know that was going on and they're developing starshield a whole other set of satellites just for military and they recently came out and i have this in my report that the starlings now they have uh lasers that beam from one to the next to the next so they're building a mesh network so the data can transfer through these satellites that then can hop over to the star shield so we now have the data moving on to the military and you can imagine from there so back in and this is this is really important i think the Communications Satellite Act was in 1962, but in 2000, Congress passed the Orbit Act, which privatized satellites. So we had Intelsat, which is the one who, you know, allegedly filmed the the moon landing. Yeah, that was their their images there, and so the idea was we're going to privatize this because we want this to be a competitive market. So now there'll be like commercial satellite companies. It won't all be intergovernmental anymore. And so fast forward to July, 2001 Intel sat privatizes two months later, we have nine 11. Hmm. I find that interesting. Then the Pentagon spent millions buying exclusive rights to Iconos satellite picks after bombing Afghanistan. And then the following year in 2002 in March is when SpaceX was born. And so now we're up to, we've got all these satellites that are commercialized, but Space Force is taking over all this responsibility and they're saying, well, 
we're working on, they just said this a few weeks ago, we're working on a strategy, a guideline to work with uh, all the commercial satellite companies out there for uh, peacetime and wartime. And so make no mistake about it. They, it, they're not privatized, you know, they're working outside. They're then getting the funding through the government to then work with defense and they will be co-opted right into it whenever they need them. And so in uh, June, June of last year, the Navy turned over their, uh, their satellite, well, it was like 13 satellites, but then their surveillance, you know, system over to space force. And then in August, um, the army did. And so for the first time ever, we have all military SATCOM under space force. And then in October 1st of this year, the army's joint tactical ground station missile warning system officially transferred over to space force. And so then what, like a week later, we have this going on in Israel and no one knew this was coming. So I think that's bullshit, right? I mean, exactly. The exactly. Israel thing, they, they, uh, the more people are diving into this, they realize there's something really fishy about Israel standing down. They had stand down orders or yeah. they were missing in action. That makes no sense, right? But let me ask you about Space Force. Um, uh, that has always been an anomaly to me. You know, Trump came in and created Space Force. My understanding is we always had the secret space program and he just made it public or at least part of it. And what do you, what is your beliefs in your research as far as that's what it seems that's what it seems like to me i didn't do a deep dive into um the secret space program i was primarily focused on this infrastructure they're building in space right now and tying up the the financial sector and defense to this but but yeah i mean i think it's been there for a long time and we just now went public and now there's going to be a lot of activity yeah, because, because there's too much, much activity. You can't yeah. have trains of lights going through the sky without explanation. Uh, well, we're having to get all these satellites up. Really, it's just to get everyone connected to the Internet, which, of course, they do want that, too, because in order for this whole system to click into place, we need everyone with a cell phone and on Internet access. Right. But I think eventually right now they've uh, so like Starling, for example, is in over 60 countries and they've got all these ground based stations primarily here in the U.S., I think eventually, because of how they're able to uh, transfer the data through the lasers, right now they they relay down to these ground-based stations and relay back up. I think eventually they're not going to need the ground-based stations. So That makes sense. They, the, that, that would make a lot of sense. And one thing that you cover too, I mean, you cover so much in this report, but you talk about Elon Musk being more of a front. Because to me, it seems like it's not plausible for this one person to be what he claims he is but go ahead Greg, Greg Reese did a great little five minute video on the background excuse me the background of Musk and how he came into this money and how he moved through these different sectors so I would direct people over there actually I, I linked to it in my report so they can check that you out did. yeah I watched um, it before we did this clip and one of the things that that he first thing he says is that he comes from poverty but that's just not true he came from wealth right and and so i also have a clip in here where he gets into the 
um, you know, how he wants to have run half the world's financials through Twitter. And so what we see now, and I've been warning people about is if you get the blue check mark, you're now entering in your financial digits. And now they're running a pilot where they're saying they're charging, I think it's in the Philippines, like a dollar a year. And it's to subscribe in order to be on Twitter. And they're saying it's not about money. It's about controlling the bots. And so this is a pilot program. I go, oh, great. So this is coming. So I probably won't be on there much longer. My first account's already gone. So basically is, to control yours, the bots, they want, but, they want to charge everybody a small fee to claim that only real people can be here. Right. As though, That's as though a bot farm isn't going to spend a hundred bucks to have a hundred bots on there. I mean, come on, it's ridiculous. So they will. So then on top of that, they got the ad revenue program and the subscriber program and the ad revenue, the people who are doing that are now raising up. Uh, many of the people who advertise through there are mainstream that are pushing the false narratives. You got the Disney pedophiles. You've got all these organizations that we really don't want to promote. And now you're making money off of promoting them. And so it's, it's very convoluted. And, and now he wants to eventually get, um, you know, uh, cryptocurrency or digital currency into the system eventually, because he wants it to be like this all in one place. And so I just, so, he, so here's the deal. I was just talking about this with Sean on SGT and he was talking about good cop, bad cop scenarios. And I go, exactly. I said, this is, this is how you can spot it. It's so easy to spot with in the case of Elon. Anytime we're on to him about something and people get revved up, such as when he brings in the WEF person for the CEO yeah. <laughs> or when, you know, the or CEO when oh, is a WEF person, but anyways, keep yeah. going. And, and then, and then we're going to bring in, um, you know, we're going to start doing these, what was it called? Like the behavior, something about behavior, more controls. Uh, it, it was a censorship basically. Mm -hmm. So, and now, now we're going to get this, a company out of Israel that's going to do biometrics and stuff when you subscribe, but it's just going to start out optional. And so like when all these things hit, what happens is everyone starts just attacking him. Even the people that raise him up on a pedestal go, what is going on, Elon? This can't be, you must stop this. You must stop this. And then boom, all of a sudden, oh, the ACL is after him or Biden admins after him or this person's and they flip him into a victim role so that everyone comes to his rescue and the story that was there gets buried. Mm -hmm. So anytime you see that, just watch every single time it happens. So it's they got to keep strange. him as the one who befriends everyone. It's very strange. I think the more scary thing that he's working on, maybe not, now that you start talking about all this startling stuff, is Neuralink because yeah. it's been approved by DARPA and they have 500 people who volunteered. They got their brains all connected and they're testing it as if it's a one hive mind. They're yeah. working on it and testing it. And it's been approved. They've been I doing know. this since what, 2019, I think four years now or something. I, yeah, but I think the human uh, trials just started this year, right? I don't know. Because I, I, I think back in 2019, well, in 2019, they approved the the being able to connect the brains to this thing. So maybe they got a, a second level or layer of approval to do more. 
Oh, I thought it started out with the animals and that just this year was with humans, but I don't know. I, I thought I, I read got, that now you got me doubting myself, Sarah. Well, I don't no, know, but I could be wrong. It doesn't <laughs> matter. It's going forward. And this was going forward, but I thought it was 2019 where they got the, the DARPA was actually officially doing this with like 500 people. And then maybe he got another second level approval to do something else. I don't know. I could be mm. wrong. Maybe the 2019 was monkeys. Either way, it's, it's, you know, it's so frustrating because there's so many things they do that could be used for good. I, very if much it were so. in the right hands. That's the whole problem. Everything's, it's like a gun, mm-hmm. right? You put guns in the wrong hands. It's pretty bad stuff, but, but you put guns in good people's hands and it becomes a device for self-protection and right. maybe for hunting or whatever else you're going to do with it. But right. it, it's the technology is a double-edged sword. If we had, in fact, technology is so cool that if we had good people doing this, we could, especially with medicine being frequency and we're starting to figure out how the world works, how we really work you know, with frequency. There's so much more Tesla technology. We could heal, we could live longer, we could be healthy. You you have two muscles that you pulled, you could heal <laughs> that. I mean, honestly, you can rebuild tissue. Right. There's so much we can do with this technology and com- computer is a big part of that. And there, if you put it in the wrong hands, they're just going to use it for control. It's not it's Stasi, Nazi-like thinking. And, yep. and there's a tie back to these guys. They're technocrats. Nazis were technocrats. These yeah. guys are technocrats where science runs everything. Now, Elon Musk's grandfather was the head of the technocracy movement in Canada. Did you know that? He, I he, did not know that. That's a huge or If tie. I did, I forgot. His grandfather was the head of it. And um, he always says that his father was the most evil, abusive guy. I think he grew up in that Satanist cult thing but no matter whatever his grandfather was really connected and this whole movement is a technocrat movement nazi type movement right yeah so l- let me tell you about blockchain and digital currency because i want to make sure we get the financial part of this tied in okay so jp morgan they have a division called space bridge And they, of course, were the ones to test the world's first bank-led tokenized value transfer in space, executed via smart contracts on a blockchain network established between satellites orbiting Earth. And of course, this payment was successful. And I have a demo video in the report where you can watch this, where they show someone on a cell phone and they send it out and it pings a satellite, pings another, comes back. So just, just... To make this crystal clear, this is a direct quote from JP Morgan. Space exploration is becoming increasingly well-funded and presents an exciting opportunity to deploy financial technology to create a brand new payments infrastructure leveraging blockchain. So there's a lot of money going into this. You've got NASA, Space Chain, you know, Bitcoin, Blockstream, Ethereum, IBM Space Tech, uh, CryptoSat, China, Deloitte and Bitwave, they're no, all wait, involved. Wait, wait. How is China involved? Because we get back to China's, uh, the BRICS currency. And with this all going on, you know, China's one of the main players behind BRICS. They want to create a different currency structure. And is this a backdrop for that? Or is this a backdrop for war? 
because this is what the West wants and the East wants something different. Okay, so this is actually really interesting. The one example I pulled from China for the report, this is not pertaining to currency, but it is pertaining to how they intend on using uh, blockchain So, in with satellites. So they launched just in July of this year, they launched the first ever satellite to carry blockchain imaging and screening system for an on-orbit visual blockchain, multi-signature authentication, video visual broadcasting, visual remote sensing data storage, certification confirmation. And this is all, excuse me, allegedly for spectral information on agriculture, water, minerals, and emergency safety. So you tell me, what do they intend on using that for? To track everything. (laughs) Right? I mean, that's what they've come out and said they want to do that. They want to track everything. So then, but then they put this pretty little thing in front. Got to do it for your safety. We're going to do this kind of like that $51 million building. This is for our safety. Yeah. Yeah. It's all for our safety and protection, Sarah. Just like the COVID vaccine was. (laughs) That's right. That was for your safety, Corey. Oh my goodness. (laughs) So like, so yeah, I mean, they, there's, there's a lot, lot going on there and cryptocurrency is very, very much involved in this. So without even looking at any of my notes here, let me see if I can nutshell this. So where we're at is you're familiar with fed now, right? It's, yeah. it's the gateway yep. that they, they piloted to like 35 banks plus additional financial institutions. And it started in July. Yeah. They started um, testing yeah. it out. Yes. And so most people probably don't know because it's a back end thing and their banks probably didn't even tell them because it's the gateway. So on the front end, you roll this transaction through and you use your visa and instead of it, um, moving through one rail, it moves through the uh, Fed Now gateway, which is presumably faster. And so, in uh, 2021, the World Bank, which of course funded partly by Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, started working on this fast payments system. And this is in already in over. Uh, 60 countries and more are working on it and it's it's so that the payer and the payee it's like real time right they want this to be like real time funds moving and so you've got the fast payment system which again is another uh gateway so you can tie paypal like paypal venmo um zelle they hook in with a bank that runs through the fast payment system, boom, it's all connected. So they're not trying to push any of those guys out. They're actually trying to just pull it all in. So why compete when everyone can have a slice of the pie? And so BIS, the Bank for International Settlements, just wrapped up their pilots uh, September 28th, showing successful uh, cross-border wholesale CBDCs. Now, they tested it through the central banks of France, Singapore, and Switzerland. And they say this could be the basis, um, this could form the basis for a new generation of financial market infrastructure, which we already know. They want the CBDCs eventually, but they don't need it. They don't need it yet. And so 
the gateway that they put together is called Nexus. And they already say that the fast payment systems can, the CBDCs can just piggyback right onto that because that's a cross border. So if you think of it like this, think each country, you know, is using their fast payment systems in real time and everyone transacting within their country is now moving at rapid pace, you know, instant payments flowing through. Now we connect that gateway into Nexus and we have cross border payments and we, and we, put in the CBDCs once it's greenlighted. And I wanna, I wanna read you something, cause this is in their own words from uh, the 2022 Bank for International Settlements report. They say it needs to be noted that many of these features can in isolation be offered by other payment innovations and many gaps could be addressed through regulation and sound oversight arrangements. And they're referring to CBDCs here. So CBDCs may not, uh, be necessary because, and I quote, combining different payment innovations such as open application programming interfaces, APIs, fast payment systems, uh, contactless chips, and QR codes could achieve many of the same goals. This is particularly true when accompanied by robust regulatory and oversight arrangements that public authorities can use to catalyze private sector players enforce sound governance arrangements and foster required coordination and collaboration. Don't it's you love the forced that? and the required that mm -hmm. are the words that you need to listen to there. Yes. That, yeah. And that they are trying to control this whole thing. Lael Brainerd, who is the top financial advisor for Biden, wants to eliminate, this is what she really, she's been talking about, eliminating banks and having everything just be managed by the Federal Reserve and that all our money is top-down managed at a central place. The banks are all pushing back on that because they don't want to lose their market share. So they're trying to come up with a way to still do that and please the banks. I think that at some point they're going to cut them off at the knees and just get rid of them. But that hurts all the community development. So there's a lot going on in the banking sector of people fighting back. Mm -hmm. our, the local banks are kind of our ally, are, are our allies in this because if Lael yeah. Brainerd and her globalist lackeys all win, then we get this global CBD or essentially like a CBD system that they manage from space or wherever they manage it. But if the banks and all those guys push back enough, then you know, because it's still, it's still in the works and it's not there yet. So there are solutions that way. Yeah. I mean, okay. So then also, let me just add this too. In March, uh, ISO, the international standards for messaging. So the messaging data that, that goes with those transactions from financial location to financial location, they just implemented new messaging standards in March of this year and rolled that out. And what it did is it allowed for a lot more data. Now, I haven't dug in enough to, you know, the behind the scenes on that and, and actually moving that data. But when I hear a lot more data, I think of, okay, more data you're attaching to a single you know, financial transaction, yeah. social credit system, you know, that's where my mind goes. So when they rolled this out, they've already got over, I think, 70, um, now I can't remember the number, but banks, you know, have to start switching over into this new messaging system. This is, this is how it works. And so 
you've got, uh, so the fast payment systems obviously are operating off this new messaging system as well. And now you've got uh, crypto currencies that are also utilizing this. And so for those that are involved, I personally am not involved in crypto, but I wanna read two specific things from reports um, that I find key when it has to do with crypto. So they, they are already incorporating those standards and they're working with the fast payment systems. And so in 2021, uh, in a fast payment systems report by the World Bank, they said, crypto assets appear to be on the rise globally, including some that certain individuals and firms consider to be a medium of exchange. If these crypto assets with payment capabilities gain more mainstream acceptance, a question will arise as to whether or how they shall or could become interoperable with existing payment systems, including a fast payment arrangement. Well, that was in 2021. So they've already started to figure that out. And so you, you do have some crypto that have gotten on board with that. And then in August this year, the Bank for International Settlements put out this. They said authorities face a number of policy options to address risks in crypto assets, ranging from outright bans to containment to regulation. While crypto-related activities have not fulfilled their stated goals to date, the technology could still be applied in various constructive ways. Creating a regulatory framework to channel innovation into such socially useful directions will remain a key challenge in the future. So, well, so much of the crypto summary on that, Sarah. Well, <laughs> the crypto market <laughs> is heavily manipulated by them. And I think this latest downturn in the crypto market is so they can just buy the crap out of it. Goldman Sachs, I believe it was Goldman Sachs, just went put thing thing forward that they're starting to transact in Bitcoin. And that's why Bitcoin has gone crazy lately. It's going up again. And, and yeah. so the whole market's going up again. I, I think that some of the cryptos are what they say they are. And they're a, a method of freedom. Like we're not going to have to deal with the banks and we don't have to deal with government and we can have more control over our money. Other ones are- Until they come in with regulations. Until they come in with regulations, which they probably will. But it's, it is it is a, uh, a freedom kind of thing. But a lot of the other yeah. ones, uh, like Bitcoin, actually, if you look at the board of directors um, involved with Bitcoin and you you see what they, a lot of them are central bankers and I don't, can't remember off the top of my head, but I went through that in another program of how the people who are involved with Bitcoin are also on all these, there's big time central bankers. And, mm -hmm. and so it's not just this, you know, it was created by them for this purpose. That's what I believe. Mm -hmm. That's it's, what I believe. The, the evidence is pretty it, clear when you look at who's involved. It's the playbook with every agenda. They they have to create the trend, you know. Um, yeah, and then the and then the crypto companies that are more about freedom are the ones that they attack at the worst. And but there yeah. are some. I mean, because I know that even conducting business versus via Bitcoin, it's a heck of a lot easier than with banks right now because the banks will. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, they'll, they'll control everything you do. It's like, you can't, you can't buy something from certain people. 
if they're in certain countries or if they're in certain, it's like, there's nothing wrong with what they're doing. The bank just doesn't trust it. So you can't do it. And like, well, why can't I do right. it? I've been buying from this person for two years, this service. And now you say, because they're in a country you don't like, I can't do it. No, it's too much risk. There's too much for BS. And so, you know, that happened to me. And so I'm doing, uh, I'm starting using Bitcoin uh. more because I can, it's something I'm able to do. Whereas the banks are creating all these problems because they're trying to deal with fraud. And, but all they're doing is controlling, uh, they're controlling commerce to a point where people can't function in a lot of ways. What do you think of the banks that, especially in England, oh my God, they are shutting down. I think thousands of people have lost their accounts. I know like journalists here have lost their accounts. They are using the banking system to control people. I know they did that, you know, to us when they took the, I lost my Patreon, for example, I had 1800 subscribers. That was a huge income loss for me. They're trying right. to mess with our income ability, independent media. They're just trying to totally snuff out. But they were, they're doing this to people who have different political points of view. They're shutting off their ability to bank. Now, if they do a system like you're talking about, now we got the social credit system tied into our banking. I mean, it takes all the stuff that I was talking about and puts it on steroids. Right. Yeah. I know. And then if it's in space, you don't even have a physical location to go to, to rant and rave or, you know, combat it. And because you don't have the regulations and laws, because uh, to the best of my knowledge, after reading their space laws and the treaties with the UN and, and what we have going on here, it's all just one big joke. There's no, uh, first off, the, the various countries don't even abide by what's there in the first place. And then you've got somewhere it just says voluntary or guidelines. You know, we've never, um, they've got things in place for military and for satellites and whatnot. But as far as surveillance, spying on us, controlling us, building a financial infrastructure, um, you know, and the weaponry, I mean, that's like a whole separate podcast there. So it, it is, it's very, it's very concerning. I mean, whether it's in, in a physical bank or in space, it's concerning because they do, they have the ability to turn it off, which is why I pay 95% of everything in cash. I just, I refuse to, to do it. But, you know, when I go into um, stores, I'll ask the person at the cash register, I'll say, Hey, are you guys seeing a lot of people using cash these days or, and they just kind of chuckle. They're like, oh no, everyone just uses their debit cards or scans, you know? And and like Walmart, they've been at this with the QR code payment uh, system, which I didn't even know because I don't shop at Walmart. But so the Federal Reserve created a QR code working group under the Fast Payments Council. <laughs> and <clears throat> they made Matt, uh, I don't know how to say his name, Howarder as the uh he's from walmart as oh, the okay. chair as the chair of this and their and their goal is to you know push forward using the qr codes for payment systems and to get that out into the corporations and get it tied back into these fast payment systems and pull this all together so they're uh, tirelessly working on all of this. So the bottom line is, this is the goal. They're globalists. They want to control the world. There'll be, there'll be unelected powers over the world. 
is what it will be. And that's what they're moving towards. And they don't want any, like there's nobody that we can answer to, or there's nobody they answer to and there's no, nothing. That's what they're trying to move to where it's kind of like starting to happen now in this country where our votes don't matter. We can't, we can't uh, protest like January 6th that turned into a nightmare. We, they just, there's no recourse for people. They want to take that, which there still is some recourse for us, but they want to take that idea and make right. it complete. And so we just will be, there we are. Right. Isn't right. That, and, isn't that the and then they, and then they put the uh, space fence into operation. I think it was 2020 when that, that one was a f- official uh, to, you know, allegedly see debris to the size of a marble in space so that they can monitor and track all the debris and, I personally think it's a major surveillance system. Um, I mean, sure, it probably does have to do a little bit with debris. You know, in everything they do, I think there's about 10% legit and 90%, you know, it's cover story. So yeah, but they do that because we're like, oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And then once they're up there, they do something else with it too. Right, right. And so people will have to read the report. I have a whole section on surveillance and weaponry as well. And get into a little bit of that with the nanotech and I have a paper in here on um, whether as a force multiplier owning the weather in 2025, which is, was a paper, 1996 paper for the U S air force where they literally say in it that the uh, they warn that it could become a more important weapon than the atom bomb. And, and so, you know, I mean, for anyone who thinks that, uh controlling the weather is a joke it's not a joke these people have they, this yeah, technology they do. they've been doing it a long time they do i wrote a Substack article and said okay anybody that can debate me and tell me that after reading that then tell me it doesn't exist because i pointed to companies that are getting paid to control the weather and right. contracts i mean they, it's not that hard and now to the degree that that we're talking about here you have to dive further the evidence exists but that's just basic stuff where people are paying to make sure that there isn't any rain on their daughter's wedding from rich people doing that to government programs that are yearly where they're making sure that snow or rain or, you know, like the snow, they want snow in the Afton Alps, for example. And so they'll make sure there's snowpack and right. yeah, I mean, this is what they do. And yeah. but it's, it's out there. They get paid to do it. It's legit. The problem is, is that, this is what I think is happening. They're using this weather, climate change. You know, we got to deal with climate change and the world's coming to an end. And then they got all these useful idiots running around nervous about it when they're the ones creating the problem. They're the ones creating all this climate crap. And then they get the useful idiots running around going, oh my God, all this climate's happening. It's like, yeah, but Mm -hmm. they're doing it, you know? And then they're not, the useful idiots aren't able to put these pieces together and they don't believe in conspiracy theories. And right. so they're, they're very useful. <laughs> There's a lot of them. <laughs> very, very useful. You know, it's interesting because Elena told me, so Elena Freeland pointed out that they actually uh, do not, they want to eliminate moisture in the air because it interferes with the uh, their signals. And I said, well, that's interesting when you start looking back at the droughts and how all of a sudden these lakes are just drying up everywhere and they're saying it's climate change it's climate change 
So I find that interesting. And also, you know, the DOD literally doubled the funding in from 2017 to 2019 to 1.1 billion for directed energy weapons. Well, that is, and I mean, what we just, we've directed energy weapons is, is what, yeah, that's a future. And it'll be very specific and direct Maui was that, but they're going to, it's going to be more specific on how to deal with emotions. They don't like where we're going. So or what the, the population is doing. So they'll just subdue them with frequency and get them to think differently and then do some meat yeah. propaganda or whatever, do some propaganda and then submit some frequency to them to change their emotion. And they'll go marching. The lemmings will go marching in another direction. Right. With the nanotech in all of us from breathing it in from the atmosphere, or people getting it through the jabs. And, but if you're aware if you're aware of that, you're a lot less likely to be manipulated by it. The, oh, yeah. the human condition is such that they don't have the ability to manipulate us if we are aware. And there's something about psychology and we, we can't be manipulated. If we're aware of it, we can't be manipulated, hurt others unless they can mess with our own construct. Like this is for the good. They convince you that this construct or the, what you're doing is good for you. Then you'll do it to hurt others. Like COVID was a, a construct, do this because it's good for you and all these things. And right. so people march to do it because they believe in the construct and that's the psyop. But this right. is crazy. I, I think what you're doing is amazing, but we also have something else we want to talk about, right? You have this with the freedom buying club and it's part of your solutions and it's amazing. I got to tell you, Corey, I, I got the meat like a month ago. I was so excited yeah. about it. And I got it. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was longer than, maybe it was like two months ago now. And I can't believe how good that is. Because it, it's it's not just that it's grass-fed and pasture-raised and no mRNAs and no hormones and stuff. They age the darn stuff to 21 days. That's almost impossible to find. That's really high-grade meat. But without hormones, without the vaccine, without anything. And all on site, all on site, you know, it's I mean, that's, that's incredible. So but the know, price is less too than their competitors. Mm-hmm. Cause if you look at Omaha steaks, you look at all, any of those guys, yeah. now, the, theirs isn't grass fed and aged and all this stuff. Well, theirs might be aged actually, but it's not grass fed. It's not, it, there's no um, guarantee that it's not MRNA, all those things. It's also right. not USA based. So much of that's not USA based. This is right. the only company in its category. And then it's a lot less expensive than them. The ones that are 21 age day, 21 day aged. And that quality <laughs> is a lot more expensive. Yeah. And we're talking it, and, and high choice. And, and, I love but, it. and it's still not MRNA free and hormone free and USA based. Right. That's right. And, and they just add, I love it. They just added the single cuts. You can add on to the bundles, which is super cool. Because oh, that's how I, I get my $5.50 per hamburger meat. <laughs> that's, I mean, it's really, you're getting for five fifty. you you're getting a pound, you're getting aged hamburger meat, which is incredible. I, I can't believe how good that is, but they have other stuff too, right? I mean, the whole point of the freedom buying club, is all American made. There's a couple things like an eyelash brush or something, but in general, almost everything, 99.9% of the stuff that they make is us based. They're debt free. They're all about doing things clean. It, it's, it's a great 
a great company, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you have everything from household to personal care and supplements, and there's just so many good products. In it. So it's literally like switching over from all the bad crap in the stores here that have all the toxins and stuff in them or have sat on the shelf for a year or two and switching over to the good stuff that all of it is made in the U.S. And, and then you get it delivered to your door. So if they try to pull the lockdowns or any of this crap again, you don't have to worry about that. So yeah, I love it. I've, I've been shopping with them for two years. You have been, you've been trying to get me involved and you finally got me involved and I got involved a few months ago and I'm like, okay, Corey, this is really good stuff. And <laughs> I was is. excited. Yeah. I was excited once I got the meat. Cause I was like, okay, now you got me. <laughs> <laughs> I know you got know. me. Great. So, okay. So the freedom, they, people can join too, by going to freedombuyingclub.com and checking it out. But you know what, Corey, you are the best. Thank you so much for everything that you do. I am always awe-inspired by all of your reports. And I just suggest that people read them. There's, they're so dense. They're so packed. They're so well-researched. You do such a great job. So thank you so much for everything that you're doing. Well, thanks so much for having me on. <laughs>